The sheets is a shake in the shackles, Captain. The capstan's caught up in the cockpit, Captain, and the scupper is scuppered. What do we do, Captain? Hagar, shackles, scuppers? Uh, find me the ship's dictionary, Master Mate. Hello and welcome to another episode of Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host, Stuart Nail, and joining me tonight is Ali Cornwolf Cornwall. Hello! <laughs> Hello to everybody. Uh, we are just going to do a little sort of quick games played episode tonight, um, covering what we've been playing, what we've been buying, and there's a couple of little news items, but not an awful lot going on at the minute. It's all very quiet in the sort of post or mid almost sort of conventions at the start of the year. Um, between PAX East, uh, GDC and EGX Raised is coming up very shortly, although by the time this gets released it'll be just after. Yeah. E3 as well, which is a couple of months away now. Yeah. Maybe a little uh, bit so, longer. Yeah, a lot of news will start sort of leaking out um, before that comes out, yeah. um, but we'll mention a couple of wee bits um, later on in the show. Let's get straight into it and we'll do what we've been buying. is just about right. For anybody who has been listening to the show for long enough, know that I'm currently on the Year of Shame Challenge 6. Um, you can go and find the podcast at whatever at YOS Challenge 6 and we're on Podbean and everything. Shame myself, plug. <clears throat> yes, I don't know. <laughs> I am doing it with Gavin Moore and Andy Brown and uh, Gavin Irwin, so I am. So, yes. It's uh, it's been fun, but so yeah, for me, I have bought absolutely nothing, and to be honest, at the minute, I'm not necessarily missing anything. Oh, okay, that's good. I don't have a PS4, I don't have an Xbox One, I don't have a Switch, so even if there was anything coming out that I particularly wanted, I don't have the console for, so it's only the occasional little indie games or whatever, or anything that makes its way to PC, um, but again, I would never be... I'm never one of the ones to sort of jump on a game uh, whenever it comes out, or at least very, very rarely. I was actually thinking off the top of my head the last couple of games that I have bought day one, and that's been uh, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and Monster Hunter Stories. Uh, wow. Those are the those are the only two that I have actually bought brand new, um, near enough on day one, uh, whenever they came out in the last year or so. So yeah. Mm. I'm slightly jealous of everybody who is buying nice new shiny games, obviously, but I'm not necessarily missing anything. No, because it'd be a hell of a wild card or whatever. I'm here ashamed to go, oh, I've brought yeah. Monster Hunter World, but you don't have a Xbox One or <laughs> <laughs> PS4 to play on. Yeah, I might have had to buy a console to get yeah. yeah <laughs> no, yeah. thankfully. And at the minute, um, just the cost involved of getting into a new console as well. I know the prices are coming down a little bit, and mm. yes, there are easier entry points like the Xbox One S and what have you, um, and even the PS4 Slim uh, dropping down in price. But at the minute, it's just not convenient and you know, feasible for me to do so. So I'm happy going back through the uh, the archive, <laughs> as I'm yeah. calling it, um, and just the amount of games that I have sitting um, that I've just never played. And so doing the Y of Year of Shame is a good excuse to get into those. Yeah, I guess you're more guilty of 
like you say, having a, a splurge on Steam, um, yeah. as we all are when there's a sale or just because you go, I've got a spare tenner, fiver, whatever, and you've yeah, got just, yeah, the sales offers and games Steam or even the Humble Bundles, the you know, the Humble Monthly Bundle and what have you, yeah. um, have all just sort of added onto my games list and things. So I'm not missing them, so I'm not. No, so a question for you. Go ahead. It could be a question that you could take over to Year of Shame, but we'll, yep. we'll start it here. I know what Kev's doing with his spare cash because he's just buying a ridiculous amount of Blu-rays. It's Kev. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I know you're probably not, it might not be a, a question for yourself as such because like we've just alluded to, you probably spend five or ten pound a month max maybe. Mm-hmm. But are you doing anything with the cash that you are potentially saving? I was sort of running a little bit of a, a savings calculator spreadsheet just at the start of the year and what have you of things that I might have bought, but that's kind of drifted away. Um, okay. What I am doing is I've also recently switched phone contract, um, so I'm on to a newer phone. Um, I've got a Galaxy S8, um, but my outgoings monthly on the contract and what have you have dropped down um, by about a tenner, but then I'm also paying the upfront cost of what I bought the phone for, which is 180 so at the minute you know, I'm paying that off. Yeah. Um, but what I am trying to do is just put a little bit more aside um, into a savings account um, each month. Okay. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's not going too badly. And hopefully that will then pay um, for our EGX trip later in the year. Mm. Yeah, yeah. More on that later. Yeah. <laughs> what about yourself? Um, uh, not, not too much, but expensive items. So we'll talk a bit more about this game later on. Ubisoft were kind enough to send me a copy of Far Cry 5. Nice. Um, for the Xbox, which is great, but I'll tell you about that later. Um, but I've since, because I got the game for free, I know it's a big company and, and whatnot, but I still like to support them a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind paying for a season pass. So I brought the Far Cry 5 season pass and you get Far Cry 3 remastered or whatever it is um, oh, okay. on the Xbox One and mm-hmm. PS4 um, when that comes out. So I treated myself to that. Because it's twenty five quid, so technically the games cost me twenty five pound. Yeah, that's not um, so bad. Whenever a developer sends me a a game for free to do a review or whatever, nine times out of ten, unless the game's dog, <laughs> I'm not that interested. But I've had mm. to do a, a review on it. Um, I will probably buy the season pass just because. Well, it's still cheaper than the full game, forty forty five quid, whatever. Yeah. Um. So I got that. Um. I'm. Although apparently, according to Kev, I look like Justin. I feel like I'm slowly turning into Justin by getting into board games more. <laughs> um, but I've just picked up Star Wars Legion, mm-hmm. which is a new uh, war tabletop game, a little bit like Games Workshop, um, which is at the minute focusing on the original three films. So okay. episodes four, five and six. Um, it's more sort of human figures and things as opposed to um, actual vehicles and things isn't it um yes and no so that there are um uh, atsts in it there's oh, okay. the air speeders at the mm-hmm. minute um and there's the the speeder bikes and then the atrt mm-hmm. which is kind of like a guy with big legs and a gun oh, okay. um but so it's more focused on the ground combat mm-hmm. i know the air speeders aren't necessarily ground combat but i don't think they can go too high i don't think they can go to another planet, you know, like off in the battle at Hoth. Yeah, no, wouldn't have thought so. I don't think, sure. yeah. So I think they're mainly for taking those down or for doing, you know, the strafe runs and stuff. Mm. Um, so it literally was released uh, towards the end of 
March, something like the 22nd of March, maybe a little bit sooner than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, shall I shanta? And after listening to Justin, um, I was tempted to get into um, Imperial Assault, but that's been going quite a while and it suddenly got really, really expensive. Mm. And then X-Wing, but then again, listening to Justin, I was a bit like, well, that again, that's been going about three years now mm. and could be expensive to get into and get up to that level. But then I've heard that the the new expansions and stuff are, are ruining the game. So I thought, ah, shall I shanta? And then Star Wars Legion came out um, or was on the horizon. I got it on, on release day in the end. Um, and I just thought, hey, you know what? Let's give it a go. You do have to paint the figures, unlike the previous two that I've spoke about as far as I'm aware. I know mm-hmm. X-Wing, you don't have to paint them. Um, so at the minute, I've just been building and painting and a little bit taking me back to my youth. I, <laughs> I, I dabbled in it a little bit. My mates were into it a lot more, mm-hmm. um, but there's two of my other mates that have now got into it. So uh, going to a few places to get some paints and I'm hoping to do a few competitions a little bit like Justin does mm-hmm. uh, if I'm good enough at the game. So I've brought the base core set which is two armies. It's got a rebel side and a, an imperial side. Mm. Uh, and I've brought the ATST and the airspeeder and oh, lots so. of paints and stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's good fun. Um, I've not actually played the game yet. I've watched a few people play it and discuss the rules and and different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, hopefully next time I'm on an episode, I've at least played the game, maybe been to a store competition or something because yeah. it's so new, they've not actually started those yet. Mm. Um, so, I suppose... It's with the YouTube um, and sort of other gaming sites and things like that. It's an awful lot easier to find out how a game plays um, yeah. before you actually get into it. Uh, yeah, there's some days. really, really good um, YouTubers. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I think one of them's called Dice Tower or something like that. Mm-hmm. So whenever we pick up a new board game, we tend to kind of wing it, but also just have a skim through a few videos yeah. just to get the basis down. Um, which is which is really good because you're seeing them play it. I guess to someone else it could be quite boring, mm-hmm. but at least you know the rules before you you jump in. Yeah, and um, there's nothing worse than playing a game and then most of your days gone. You could spend eight hours playing a game and then go, ah, we've just played that completely wrong, or you shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> you know for next time. But yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, and then finally, um, I decided to treat myself to a new iPad. So I think previously we had the same iPad to do. The uh, well, iPad. my the one I have for work that I'm oh, okay. also allowed to use sort of as a personal device or whatever. So yeah, it's a, it was an iPad fourth generation. Oh, okay. And then went for a new 2018 uh, iPad, oh, um, nice. 128 gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was £400, but I think that's the cheapest iPads have been for that capacity as well. Yeah, for um, a long time. I think I even the, before this we, generation, it was rare for them even to go. Well, I think even back in the fourth generation or whatever, yeah, they only went up to like sixty-four um, gig or whatever. But it's just the fact that the games are getting so big these days um, yeah. that you can actually play on them. Yeah, so I just thought, do you know what? Treat myself. Um, I've got it on twelve months interest-free, so it's isn't mm. you know done deal really. Yeah, uh, and then just sell my other one. Should be able to get maybe 150 quid for it uh, but it was, it was starting to get a little bit slow mm-hmm. um and, and whatnot and i don't think it goes up to the latest ios now does it no it doesn't unfortunately the yeah. uh fourth generation wasn't um is only a 32-bit um, capacity 
um, within the sort of the components and what have you. So unfortunately, no. Um, iOS 11 is 64-bit only. Oh, okay. Uh, so the fourth that. generation doesn't um, get it. And I haven't started actually noticing a lot more whenever I'm sort of browsing the App Store and what have you and thinking about some of the games and what have you that have come out. Uh, that whenever I try and go and download them, it just says, no, this game will not work on your operating system. Uh, yeah. So there's an, there's an awful lot more games coming out now that are, are 64-bit only. Yeah, there's there's quite a few because I remember um, Metal Gear Solid, whatever the latest one is, but not Survive, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, Phantom Pain or Ground Zero. Yeah, Phantom Pain. Uh, yeah. When that came out, there was a little companion app for that, which wouldn't run on my iPad. Mm-hmm. Which I was quite surprised at, but it it ran on on Leanne's iPad Air that she's got. Yeah, um, and I'm not sure if the Pit Boy app worked on it either for Fallout Four. But like you say, mm-hmm. there's just starting to become more and more. And once the iOS drops, I yep. thought, right, it's you know time for a change. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they still fetch a, a tidy price. So I'm hoping to knock a bit of that off it and go from there. But um, yeah, so I've installed a, f- a few games on it. Mm-hmm. Some of the random ones, you know, usual clicky ones and Hearthstone yeah. and stuff. Uh, but I've kind of got into Star Trek timelines, oh. which I'm not too sure what I'm doing on it. I just kind of build my crew and send mm-hmm. them in and they do their thing. Uh, there's a bit of a craft inside to stuff, but I've not fathomed that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's good fun. Um, just new iPad. It works with the pen, but I've not, or pencil, but I've not brought one yet. The actual official pencil is a hundred pounds. It's a bit salty for me for something to doodle and muck around with. Um, there is an Adobe version of it. Mm -hmm. I just need to check that that works with my iPad and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping to just get like a third party, even if it's a Chinese thing, as long as it doesn't scratch my iPad, I'm not fussed just to have a play around with the pencil really. I know in my work, um, some people got, uh, whenever they came out, the iPad Pros and what have you, for whatever reason, they were able to justify getting those. <laughs> and um, whenever they were buying them, I think somebody actually bought just like a little um, stylus mm. um, along with it that actually has like a thin point um, on the end of it. It actually has like a little plastic pad that goes over the screen, so it's not going to scratch it or anything. Um, but it actually seems to work quite nicely. Yeah. The, the only thing I would like to do, because with the this iPad's got a similar screen to the Pro or same mm-hmm. technology. It's a pressure sensitive. Yeah. So that's the only thing I want from, which I'm struggling to find a, a third party version of. Yeah. Um, apparently Logitech, I think it is, have done the, the, the crayon, mm-hmm. which is more of an educational pen, but you oh, only okay. seem to be able to buy it if you're in education, which oh, is okay. ridiculous because it's meant to be quite cheap around the 30, yeah. 40 pounds mark, which is a bit more <laughs> palatable. Yeah. Still pricey, but um, so yeah. Uh, new iPad. Yeah, it's nice. just technology. You know what I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> From there then, and as you've started talking a little bit about uh, games that you've played, uh, what else have you been playing? Uh, so I've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's had, uh, I guess, I'm the first person to speak about the game since it's gone live on the podcast. Yeah, I think a couple of ones have dropped into the open beta and what have you. Yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is a little bit barren, but mm-hmm. if I'm honest, it's a really good base game. Sometimes developers just bombard you with loads and loads and loads of stuff. And some of it doesn't work. Some of it does work and mm-hmm. it just doesn't quite work out. Um, someone hammered the game and I think it was last week, maybe the week before. So about a month-ish after release, mm-hmm. um, someone managed to get to Pirate Legend or whatever it is, which is getting 50 with all of the 
merchants that you've got. There's three different merchants. You get to 50 and all of them, and then you the game opens up a little bit more, and there's a few other bits to do, and you can go yeah. into a special cove. But he did have a lot of streamers helping him. There's a bit of a backlash about it mm-hmm. because people who was on his stream went, come and jump on our game and we've got all these chests and you can, you know, take that. Yeah. Um, so there's a few people going, oh, he's not done it himself and, you know, how fickle gamers can be. <laughs> yeah. But he just went, it was a community effort. I didn't yeah. ask to join the games people, you know, offered. Um, but it's probably going to take a good couple of months to get to 50 mm-hmm. just by, you know, doing your missions and that. And Honest Trailers did something where they basically described the game as a... 1920s UPS delivery system which <laughs> yeah it kind of is you go to, you start at an island um, there's three different vendors to get different quests from mm-hmm. um, the Order of Souls is going to kill uh, skeletons and, and get their skulls from the captain uh, you've got the gold hoarders I think they are something like that which is mm-hmm. finding your treasure chests uh, and then you've got the merchants who send you off to go and find find and capture snakes and pigs and different things uh, and you just get your missions you go off you do your thing if you see a skull in the sky it's up to you whether you go to that fort and take it down mm-hmm. it can be quite challenging um but yeah we, we spoke about the game in depth quite a bit already um but i am really really enjoying it you have to do it with someone else at least two of you if not yeah, four. I, I was going to ask a lot of the criticism seems to be that it's one of those games that relies on being able to play it with other people um and a lot of there has been a fair amount of criticism thrown out because of that because a lot of people do like having single player experiences and it annoys you know it's annoying whenever a game says you know well it's best played with friends and that's sort of like saying well we haven't been able to put enough single player content into it to justify or you know to make it fun for people who only play um by themselves yeah, I think the thing is, is it's not, I would never call it a single player game at all. There isn't mm-hmm. anything really in there for sitting. Unless you're good at the game, then single player is a struggle. Yeah. And I think it's because it's, I won't say it's really, really realistic, but you've got the anchor to do, you've got the sails to do, and obviously you've got to steer where you're going. You've got to get on the cannons, you've got to repair your ship. There's a lot of things to do. And for two people on the sloop, which is the, the small of the ships, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Um. And when you get to the galleon and there's three of you, if there's three of you on that, it's a lot of work because it's a bigger, bigger boat. When there's four of you and you're working as a unit, then it, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. But they've never really said, yeah, you want to go in this and play on your own. And it is, it is a struggle playing it on your own. Yeah. But yeah, they've done it as a as more of a social game. But if you go into a a three man team or a two man team, it will just automatically populate you with someone else. Oh, okay. Um, and as long as you've got your mic on, I mean, me and my mates were absolutely wetting ourselves with laughter the other day. We kept being um, attacked by another galleon, um, but they were 100% role-playing and saying, <laughs> oh, there was something on the port side, Captain. I'm, I'm boarding the ship and all this. And it's like, Jesus, well done, lads. Well done. I'll take my hat off to you because you didn't break character once through the entire thing. Um, so it is it is good fun. Um, and it is their, their fastest-selling IP of the the Xbox One yeah. so far. Um, there's just more to add to it, a lot more. Well, that's what I was going to say. Um, Rare have said that, you know, there is a fair amount of stuff still to come out for it. Um, it is rare, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, that they're, you know, they have ideas of what they want to add to it and what have you. And it almost feels like 
it's going down the same sort of route as, say, something like No Man's Sky, in that it's been released with a huge amount of hype and, you know, platform exclusive or whatever, but it still almost feels like an early access game, in that they're still planning on adding a lot more to it, which kind of makes you think, well, was the game fully featured enough to justify a release when it did get released? Yeah, I mean, I guess the difference with with No Man's Sky and this is that they've never said this is going to be in the game and it's not in there and the community are going, like the Kraken, it's in there. Um, I've been attacked by it three times now um, and it's a right pain in the arse, but they've never said, right, this Kraken's going to come in and it's going to destroy your ship and then, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow is going to come and board your boat and all this. They've they've delivered on everything that they said was going to be in the game. They've got a roadmap, which they are continually reworking because of community feedback. But I, I do get your point that I guess you could say it is an, an early access game. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go on with your friends, um, even if it's you know once a week, twice a week, whatever, um, it will take you a while to get to that level 25. There's things to distract you. You can pick up um, extra quests, which are from like a message in a bottle that you find on a beach. You find extra chess. Um, there's the school forts to do, which are really, really hard. Um, and there's waves and waves of skeletons coming out until you get to the captain. You kill the captain, get the key, and then it opens up a massive room with loads of treasure in it. Um, and then you've just got the races on to f- fill up your boat with all that treasure mm. and get to a port to, to offload it because other people will be after you. Um, so it's quite intense. But yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Mm, yeah. It's a lovely game, though. Mm. The sea's great. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you been playing? Um, as I mentioned at the start of the show, Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's an interesting game. I really, really like it. It's kind of gone back, I won't say old school, but kind of back to how Far Cry used to be. Um, at times, it's just laugh out funny. Um, there's a lot of organic conversations, which is a bit of a rarity, especially in a AAA game. Mm-hmm. So you can rescue civilians or you liberate a farm, which some people that have played other Far Cry games will be happy to know they stay liberated. Nobody comes back as such. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, say, some enemies run past and start attacking on that village, which they do do, because they're like, well, hang on, there's good guys here, we're the bad guys, let's attack them. Um, that The guy that you were just speaking to will stop his conversation, go off for a fight. And then when he comes back, it's all oh, sorry about that. Where was it? And then carries on the conversation. <laughs> okay. Which, which is a really nice little touch. Yeah. Um, and, and just the random conversations you hear the, the enemy guys having and stuff before you pop them in the head. Um, and just some really, really funny, it's kind of got a serious tone to it with, um, the guy that's kind of created his own little religion and kind of, cornered off part of the US and he's got mm. all his cult followers and taking the the Bible almost to its literal sense and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, but in a very, very violent way. But then there's some funny things, like at the minute there's a community event um, where you've got to basically set on fire loads of animals, but you can't do it with Molotovs or a flamethrower. So you've got to use like incendiary arrows and shells from a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, to unlock bits but then there's a really funny quest which anybody that's listening to this just pause it or spin on for 30 seconds maybe a minute um, if you don't want a spoiler but basically there's a quest that you get at a farm um, where the chef wants um, 
some something oysters they're called, but basically it's bull's testicles. <laughs> Prairie oysters. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> so you have to go out um, to this farm in a tractor that's been modified with a rotary blade on the front uh-huh. and run over bulls to get their testicles after they've just mated. <laughs> okay. Um, but while you're doing that, um, it's got a, a love song playing <laughs> playlist <laughs> while you're doing it. And it's just like, what am I doing? <laughs> There's like blood and guts on the window screen and you're just running over these bulls that have just mated so you can harvest their testicles. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's really, really good fun. Really enjoying it. Um, it's sometimes really, really hard, mm-hmm. but that's a good thing. Um, yeah. I think I've probably put, how long has the game been out now? At the time we're recording this, maybe two weeks? Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, I've probably put, let's go for it. Let's say 20 hours. It might be a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably a little bit more. I'll probably scare myself later when I look on my Xbox. <laughs> but it's just one of those nice games that, although it's the new and shiny, that you could possibly recommend for a laps gamer because you go in, you open up your map, and it is literally do what you want. Mm-hmm. You might go into an area and it might be too difficult and you go, hmm, maybe I'll try this way. <laughs> um, but there's lots of places that you can just wander around and go, okay, I'm just going to liberate something that's not part of a quest, but there's like a little um, petrol station or maybe a little shop that's been taken over and you can just go there, take out the guys, liberate it, jobs are good and you can save it whenever you want. And there's lots of little things to do. Yeah. Um, a little bit like a Grand Theft Auto game. So, and it looks fantastic on the Xbox One X yeah. as well. Um, looks really, really, really good in the uh, in the old 4K. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Far Cry 5. I, I, if there's a laps gamer out there that's got the new consoles and you're after a, a newish game, then I'd recommend it. Um, there's lots of little bits to do in it. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, quickly, um, Mario Odyssey, just trying to get that finished. Mm-hmm. I um, had a weekend away last weekend for my wife's birthday. So took the Switch with me, as you do. Um, yeah, really nice little game. Can be a little bit frustrating. I think mm-hmm. I've lost my touch a little bit with these platformer games, or it could just be Mario. Seems to be falling off a lot of ledges and <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, really good. I'm into the snow area, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know how far that is. I've just gone past New Donk City. Um, so I think I'm getting towards the end of the game. Mm. Well, the, the unofficial end of the game. Well, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the the yeah main story, yes. <laughs> however you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, also been playing quite a bit of Mafia Three. Mm-hmm. I did that last month, so for March for my Codec moments, mm-hmm. I got a little bit further than Kev. Let's put it that way, because <laughs> um, I had started it. Um, Kev went right and. Uh, tweeted me to say right he's going to do south part the stick of truth that month or get through of it as much as he could Mm -hmm. so i challenged him and did mafia 3 i guess technically i won the challenge because at least i played the game (laughs) um (laughs) yeah i don't think kev's barely got it installed i think did he undo the wrapper and that was it i think i think he might have put the disc in but that was as far as he got uh but i really like it It's, it's nice um it looks good that's been upscaled or whatever to 4k as well mm-hmm. didn't realize that not that i'd done so little of the game but i've got to a point in the game and then it just suddenly unlocked loads of missions and all the dlc and i was like oh 
Jesus, that's going to take me a while to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, just trying to work my way through that. I've put it again for this month's Kodak moment. I don't know whether it's going to happen mm. or not. Um, there's a few other games like Far Cry and Sea of Thieves that are taking up my time at the yeah. moment. But yeah, I didn't realise that the game was going to open up that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yes, it's a good fun game. Um, and then finally, um, more to just to annoy Kev, I've been playing Burnout Paradise on the Xbox One X. <laughs> um, I've got EA access, so it's free for nine hours or 10 hours or something like that. Oh, okay. This is the remastered version, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks good, um, but I've probably put maybe an hour into it, just had a little blast around and got a handful of achievements for it, really. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's, it looks good. Um, it's Burnout. It's nice to see the series back. It's a shame that it's a remaster and just not a new yeah. version. Um, I think I, even if they'd done a new one based more on Burnout Paradise, um, a lot of people still wouldn't have been happy because they really want to go back to like the Burnout 3, um, sort of more crashes and things like that. Um, so they were never going to please everybody. So at the minute, I suppose Burnout Paradise as a remaster is a decent enough stopgap to see if there's enough interest in it. Yeah, and I, I think there is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I've not played it an awful lot. Just thought, well, it's there. Download it. Smash yeah. a few boards. Do a couple of races and things. But yeah, I'm just a bit scared because you do go quite quick and I don't think my reactions are that quick anymore <laughs> for that game. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's me. I've I've waffled on for, for quite a bit. That's right. What have you been playing, Stu? Because I know you, you're doing your year of shame, so I'm sure you're rattling through a plethora of games. I'm playing an interesting <laughs> variety of retro games and things. Um, I'm attempting to try and go through my year of shame by sort of playing stuff sort of vaguely chronologically. Um, so I have a little post-it stuck to uh, the monitor that I do all my gaming and things on, okay. which basically says from 1995 um, was the release of the Saturn and the PlayStation. Uh, 96 was the N64, although I don't have enough games for it to justify um, pulling it out of the loft. The Dreamcast was 1999. The PS2 was 2000. The GameCube was 2001. The PlayStation 3 and the Wii were 2006. And then the Wii U was 2012. Um, so at the minute I am still playing a little bit of PlayStation games and Dreamcast games. Okay. Um, so I have been playing uh, Buster Move 4 um, and the Floygan Brothers Episode 1 um, on the Dreamcast. I've also been playing a little bit of um, Echo the Dolphin, Jet Set Radio and quite a few other sort of well-known Dreamcast games. Nice. Um, nothing's really sticking with me particularly. Yeah. Um, some of them, I was playing one called Carrier last night, which was just basically a Resident Evil um, ripoff, um, and it, it even uses the, sort of the old tank controls um, for moving your character around, so you're constantly sort of pushing up, but then you push left to right to actually turn. Oh, okay. And again, it comes back to some of these games don't hold up very well based mm. on modern control systems and having two analog sticks and things like that, um, so it does make them a little bit of a pain to play. Um, what else? I have also, um, the other day I had to rebuild the, my retro pie, um, Raspberry Pi. Uh, so it, for whatever reason, it wasn't picking up a USB drive whenever I was trying to import new games and things onto. Oh, okay. So I completely rebuilt it and, um, I had a quick blast through on Desert Strike, Jungle Strike and Urban Strike, uh, the Ooh. classic EA games on the Mega Drive. 
Um, yeah. They hold up surprisingly well. Um, it's a really interesting thing that there is no um, heads-up display or um, anything on the screen whenever you're actually in the action. You actually have to press the start button to pause to go to your map uh, to see what your current fuel level is, your rockets, your armor, etc., and sort of oh, okay. your mission board and things like yeah. that as well. Um, so yeah, I've actually, I was maybe spent um, about half an hour playing um, between all three of those. And uh, yeah, no, they hold up quite well. Yeah, I remember, I'm just looking at some pictures now just to see if it is the games I thought, and it is. Yeah. My dad absolutely loved those games. Because I think, didn't one go over to the Xbox, the original Xbox? Was, oh, was I have no idea. Conf- was Conflict Desert Storm, or was that something different? I can't remember. I'm not entirely sure. I know there there might have been one, but it didn't keep necessarily keep... It was this, like a sort of a semi-sequel or whatever, um, mm. reported over, but they didn't necessarily keep the same naming convention and things like that. Yeah. Um, but it was like a spiritual successor or whatever. Yeah. Um, may have yeah. ported over. Um, so yeah, I've been quite enjoying those. And again, I still have just a, an old um, Raspberry Pi board. Um, it's a Raspberry Pi 1. Um, but it still plays um, emulated games and what have you without any problems whatsoever. Um, it's a lovely little piece of kit for what, 30 odd quid. And then I picked up um, two USB SNES controllers um, just off Amazon um, back just before Christmas. Uh, I think it was for the pair of them, I think it was what, six or seven quid? Which isn't bad oh, at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else have I been playing? Um, I had a quick go on Lego Batman 3 on the Wii U, uh, just because I honestly couldn't remember completing it. Um, but apparently I have. And oh, the, okay. the completion percentage for getting through the main story is about 25%. So a quarter of the game is the main story, and mm. the other 75% is running around collecting gold bricks and the mini kits and things. Nice. And. I'm not entirely sure I could be bothered doing it. I did it for Lego <laughs> Lego Batman 2, um, but I enjoyed going around Gotham City. Lego, yeah, I remember you saying about yeah, that. Yeah. Lego Batman 3 is set on sort of different moons and sort of um, a couple of different environments and things, and it just doesn't feel as nice uh, to run around in, just sort of, you know, hunting for the gold bricks and things. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, it's as far as I'm concerned, and for my year of shame, it's considered beaten. Um, so I doubt I will go back to completing it. Um, at least this year, anyway. I have plenty of other games that I could be getting on with, and um, at least try and getting a beaten status on, cool. uh, without yeah. having to worry about getting that to a hundred percent. One other wee game that I've been playing on PC is a game called A Story About My Uncle. Uh, it's uh, yes, it's a very odd title. It sounds dodgy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not quite charring with my dad's simulator. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting title. Um, it's kind of almost hard to explain. The narrative um, running in the background is that your uncle um, is some sort of engineer, sci-fi nerd sort of thing. Um, never had a real family of his own or whatever, but kept himself to himself. Um, but like tinkering with different um, bits of equipment and things like that. And apparently he built himself this suit um, which allows him to travel to a parallel world and then uh, sort of jump around in it with sort of enhanced jumping abilities, uh, running and even sort of a grappling power and things like that. So the story is that he has gone missing and his nephew, um, who you play as in the game, 
um, finds, tries to go and find his uncle, finds a suit which is custom made for him um, as a little boy size, and he goes through the world basically, you know, following in the footsteps of his uncle, um, meeting some of the inhabitants and what have you of the world, and just going through an awful lot of sort of difficult scenarios and what have you of um, sort of grappling, moving platforms and things like that uh, to try and retrace his steps. But it's really quite interesting because in the background there is a narration of the nephew that you're playing as, as an older man, explaining what's going on in the story to his either son or his own nephew. Uh, So it's a really interesting way of doing it because you're playing it as a first person game, but the story is being narrated to you as more sort of just a, a story um, right. while you're playing it. So you're yeah, really quite enjoying that. Um, I can't remember how I came upon this. It was probably included in a humble bundle or whatever at some stage. Um, and I know I'd seen Louis Proctor um, of Savvy Gamer fame. Um, he runs the website for deals and things. Mm-hmm. I'd mentioned this um, at least two or three years ago and said that it was really worth um, looking into. Um, from what I can tell from how long to beat, it's maybe about three or four hours long um, and certainly seems difficult enough but enjoyable um, to try and sort of get through each of the levels and things to find out what's going on in the story. So yeah, um, I have also submitted that as a codec momentum to try and get it finished this month. Cool. Um, yeah. Just so looking at some screenshots and it looks really nice. Yeah. For it being what you would call an indie game, it looks yep. fantastic. Um, they've obviously spent an awful lot of time you know, mucking around with it and things like that and it, it does look absolutely superb. If you sat that down with somebody you know, on uh, PS3 or Xbox 360, and uh, they would really not be able to tell the difference um, on what's been put into that, mm. uh, you know, and the fact that it is an indie game, you would almost assume that that's you know from a big studio. Yeah, um, it's so yeah. well put together, really nice to play. One other game then that I have been playing, um, and this one would actually interest you, is Crazy Defense Heroes um, on iPad. Oh, okay. Um, basically, it's a little tower defense game um, where you uh, set up your sort of little towers. Um, and you have heroes and things, and you have to basically try and stop the oncoming horde, uh, making it towards your base on each of the levels. Um, as you go through, you earn little bits and pieces um, to sort of upgrade all of the cards and things that you use uh, within the game itself. It is free to play, and from what I can actually tell, I haven't actually hit um, any sort of advertisements or anything as yet in it, um, mm. which is surprising. Yeah, um, a rarity these days. Yeah, there wasn't, hasn't even been any sort of prompts you know to go into the shop to buy coins or whatever um for the upgrades and things like that uh so yeah it plays really really nicely and as i say free to play and i haven't hit any obvious paywalls yet and i've been through maybe 20-ish levels um sort of through the first maybe two levels or so um so yeah as a little good tower defense game it's well worth checking out yeah, yeah, it sounds good. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to have a look at it. There's nothing worse than, you know, it telling you that we've discussed many times. But go and buy this and do this, and you're like, go away. You just want to play the game. Yeah, it's whenever you sort of fail levels or whatever, and every third fail on a level then prompts a promotional ad or whatever for a completely different game um, on the app store, and it's just they're a pain. Um, I was playing a game called Sausage Run uh, the other day, which as soon as I started it up started off with a promotional video and I just thought, no, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's the Goodbye. worst thing. Yeah. 
as yeah. anything like that, just yeah, that's just getting deleted straight away. At least give me a chance to play the game first um, yeah, before the, bombarding me with adverts or whatever. Um, on that Star Wars, uh, sorry, Star Trek timelines, there was a little bit of kind of become a VIP and you know buy this that, and the other, but yeah. it's it's there, but it's not really forced down your throat. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can just ignore it and carry on. And I've not actually come across a, a barrier yet where I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I did come across a bit where it's like, well, why has this got really hard? And it's like, oh yeah, you've got more characters now and I've leveled up. So go back and do the other missions again and you unlock stuff to, because you can three star each mission. So then mm-hmm. there's different paths on that game to do certain missions. So you can just go back and three star it and get all the rewards. And then that's how you can level up. Um, so yeah, that's that works really well. Yeah, another game that um, on iOS uh, could be worth looking into is one called Burrito Bison Luncha Libre, um, which okay. is basically it's a daft game based on Mexican wrestlers. That your recipe book has been stolen um, by a gummy bear villain, and you basically launch yourself off the ropes in a wrestler ring towards whatever villain you're facing. Um, and from there, that then catapults you down, you know, an endless road where you bounce on gummy bears to then try and break through the big slice of cake at the end of the level. Well. It's bizarre, um, but kind of fun. And again, free to play. Uh, the ads built into it are um, based on whenever you pick up pinatas okay. uh, or well, gummy bear pinatas. And so you they're completely optional whether or not you actually want to watch the video or not. What was that called again? Burrito Bison Lonche Libre. Okay. So you're, writing, you're writing this down, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go and look that up later. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I've just, I've just stayed up all night watching uh, WrestleMania, so more wrestling, why not? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, well, that's what drew me to it as well. Um, the yeah. fact that it was, it's just a daft um, Mexican Lucha Libre um, sort of spin-off. Um, but yeah, as as free to play games, games like that and Crazy Defense Heroes, you know, get a massive thumbs up from me because they d- don't, you know, they kind of value your time and don't push um, the ads and what have you. There's obviously options within the shops and things to remove the ads, um, so you mm. get sort of permanent boosts and things like that. But they're purely optional, whether or not you actually want to actually, you know, watch them or anything like that. Okay, yeah, that's good. I like the, those kind of things where. You like on the Star Trek timelines and there's a few other things where you can do a spin, a scan or whatever. Yeah. And then it goes, if you want some more free stuff, just watch this video. And yeah. you're like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Go and have a piss, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Come back. You've got more credits. Wait. Exactly. Yeah. Make it optional at least. Um, yeah. And again, you know, if it's optional, people will be a lot more likely to actually do it. And hopefully then the money is going back to the developers and things like that. But don't push it on people. Um, because that just gets your game deleted faster than anything else will. Yes, yeah. Uh, for my recommendation out of those, um, for Laps Gamer, I'll probably actually say a story about my uncle. Um, I know it's first person, um, but it's enjoyable and probably relatively cheap yeah. uh, to get hold of. And basically for any of the other ones that I was playing, you have to go back and buy yourself a retro console anyway. So yeah, um, a story yeah. about my uncle. Yeah. We might have to do some, uh, like a little blog, um, since there's yourself, um, and I think Kev, maybe Mark or Andy mm-hmm. that have done the retro pies just on what to buy, where to get it, 
any articles to follow. Yeah. Yeah, we probably could get something written up about it, yeah. Okay, from games we've been playing then, we will move quickly on to the news. As we said at the start of the show, it has been fairly quiet, um, just because we're kind of in the middle of um, sort of a little bit of a a convention craze with GDC, um, PAX East, and then AGX Rest coming very soon as well. And then obviously in a couple of months it'll be E3, in which case then a lot of news will be ramping up. Um, So basically two of the biggest stories that we've had come out um, over the past week or so has been the announcement of the Spyro trilogy to be released on the PS4 and a new Spider-Man game um, which will be coming out in September. Uh, Yes, 7th September I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man I'm really looking forward to. I remember playing Spider-Man was it just called Spider-Man? It might have been Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, back on the, I think for me, it would have been on the Xbox because I didn't have a, a PS2. Mm-hmm. But that was really, really good, especially when you could go down onto the the road and, and different yeah. things and get the missions. And that was a really good game. And it looks like it's kind of going back to that kind of style of play. Yes, um, Spider-Man has been a very hit and miss yeah. license, I would say, um, is probably the best way of describing it. Um, there are some that have been very well received, um, things like Maximum Carnage um, on the Genesis and the Snares. Yeah, there was one fairly recently. Was it Dimensions or something like that? Yeah, there like, was Dimensions. I think it was even came out on the Wii. So it Yeah, there was one that was really well received where you could play as a, a number of different Spider-Man and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but this looks really good. Um, I think, is it Sucker Punch doing it or? Um, oh, I'm not sure who the developer was actually. So the game's actually by Insomniac Games, who haven't released a lot of stuff, but what they have released has been pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done Ratchet and Clank um, oh. for the for the PS4, um, and a few other bits that you'll probably heard of or seen. There's Sunset Overdrive, which was on the on the Xbox, yeah. Biro the Dragon game, uh, which obviously we're getting a remaster of. I don't know if they're doing the remaster or not. Um, and a few other different bits and bobs. Um, and it looks fantastic. I know it's running on a PS4 Pro, um, which is making me want to upgrade my PS4 to a PS4 Pro. <laughs> um, but it does look really, really good. There's a nice little collection edition coming out. And I don't know whether I'm going to infect my Batman case with a Spider-Man one. Um, but they've not released all the details yet because you get different suits and then there's a something that Spider-Man sat on, which I presume is a car or something, but oh, they've not the, released the, the statue thing. Yeah. I yeah, saw somebody tweeting like a rumor or whatever, and just the way you can see a little tiny bit of his feet and what have you, it almost looks like goo, which could potentially be Venom, maybe. Ah. Possibly. But I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, the game looks really, really good. And if it l- looks and plays as well as the trailers are showing us, mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah. Uh, with regards to Spyro, meh, it's okay. Um, kind of been there, done that. Yeah. Um, but my wife loves it and she always kind of goes, if she, if she plays a game similar to it, it's always, oh, that's a bit like Spyro. <laughs> I really like that game. <laughs> so I'll end up getting it because she wants to play it. Yeah. Um, hopefully maybe on the Switch, so mm. she's not on the TV. But um, yeah, like you say, the, the news has been very few and far between. Yeah. Um, there's a few rumours and things about um, Sam Fisher's in 
uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. So there's a lot of speculation about us getting a new Splinter Cell, but who knows? Yeah. You know? For me, the release of the Spyro trilogy, I think, plays into the fact that a lot of people weren't necessarily happy about Spyro being switched into Skylanders and the um, sort of, you know, the physical elements um, within uh, gaming and what have you that happened at the time, which then went into Disney Infinity and things like that. But to me, it still feels a little bit like, well, who are they selling this to? Are they selling this to the people who have nostalgia for the original games who are now on a PlayStation 4? Or, you know, are they trying to sell this to people who never played those original games for whatever reason, either through being too young or not necessarily being into gaming at that time um, on the PlayStation 1? Or is it just a seemingly quick cash grab because they don't have any ideas for new games? Now, I'm not saying that remastering a game, um, particularly of a three-game trilogy, um, like Spyro is an easy task, but at least they have the elements and everything there um, for them to work on and just sort of apply a fresh coat of paint as such to. Um, so yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, and it seems to be a, a, a topic that, and not just us, a lot of podcasts are covering, bringing up. It seems to be regurgitated every three months. Yeah, well, particularly um, at the minute, um, with the sort of the remasters and the HD remakes and things like that. All yeah. For the PS4 and the Xbox One, it does seem to be an awful lot more. So, and to the extent where we even have our own show about it um, that was done in around sort of Christmas time there, mm, um, yeah. that Kevin Mark did um, for the remakes, remasters, remixes, etc. I mean, Personally, I think Andy mentioned it on Last Save Loaded and we were talking about it in the green room. I'm very much the same as Andy from Codec Moments on it. If I enjoyed a game enough the first time around that I want it in a 4K goodness or mm-hmm. I just want to play it again, but maybe with updated controls because kids of today, I feel like I'm getting old by saying this, <laughs> but don't realise how good they've got it with how good and refined controllers are yeah. now or, or at least controller schemes and how they can code it better so it works better and, and different things and what we've got used to because back in the day I mean you give a what teenager maybe younger an N64 controller and they'll be like well, why has it only got one analog stick and <laughs> exactly what, yeah what's going on with this um Duke Nukem controllers on Goldeneye all the way um <laughs> but yeah it's nice when you can go back to a game and go oh, really enjoying this because the controllers actually work and I can do mm. things and it's in new textures. But so it, it, if I'm that interested in a series, I will buy it. Mm. Um, for example, uh, Rocksteady, they could uh, pretty much put any Batman game out and I'll buy it. Um, <laughs> if it's crap, I just won't play it, but I'll buy it and I'll buy the statue to come with it because <laughs> I, I love Batman and you know those games are great. So I've got the uh, all the collector's editions for all those games plus the one that Warner Brothers did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I brought Arkham Asylum and Arkham City in the Return to Arkham pack mm-hmm. just because Batman. Um, but then sometimes I think with some things like Spyro, if I remember rightly, they're okay, but they were never fantastic games, big sellers. So yeah. why not put your efforts and bring him back in a in a new way or something? Um, I know there was a little bit of oral recently, which I don't think we've covered on the podcast about Crash Bandicoot coming to every platform now, yeah. as opposed to just PlayStation. Yep. Um, who cares? 
you know, <laughs> people want to play it, let them play it. Yeah, exactly. Especially if it makes it to the Switch and yeah, people yeah, can just yeah, play it is, on yeah. the toilet. Bizarre. But yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'd, I'd prefer a developer just to give me something new as opposed to something I've already played. Yeah. Um, like with Far Cry 5, by the season pass, you get Far Cry 3 free with it, which mm. has been remastered, which I'm sure if people love that game that much, you'll be able to play it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a nice way of doing it. Yeah. So do a, a new Spyro, but then go, oh, look, you can have all this for, you know, a collector's edition and you get the new game and the other one mm. for 10, 20 quid more or whatever. And you're getting, I don't know, five games or something. Uh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting time we're in. It is, yeah. Um, and again, it's not as if there isn't new developers coming out with new games and new ideas, yeah. but just aren't getting the spotlight shown on them that something like a Spyro Trilogy remake is, um, yeah. which is a little bit of a shame as well. It is, yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I just wish they'd put their efforts into new IPs or, mm. you know, if you want to bring something back, like if they do Splinter Cell, just, just give me a new Splinter Cell. Why not? Put yeah. your efforts into that. Let's not, you know, remake old stuff just for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, but again, I guess the question is, is would you prefer a remake or would you prefer stupid DLC and, <laughs> you know, loot boxes? Yeah. <laughs> and also what's necessarily easier for them? Is it putting a new lick of paint on an old game or is it starting from scratch on a new installment of that game series? I would love to know and I'd love a, a developer to be honest with me. So mm-hmm. for something like Spyro, which is years old, is that PlayStation 1, the first one? PlayStation 1, what? so according to my list, that was what, 1995? Yeah, so we're talking 25, 30 years ago, 25 years ago. Yep, I'm getting um, I know they've probably got the code and stuff for it, but I'm, I would guess there's a lot of work to go into that yeah. where you're verging on almost rebuilding the entire game mm, yeah. to get the textures right, to get it to work with the new controllers, to get it to even work on new architecture and different things. We both work in IT. We know what it's like when you just upgrade an OS. <laughs> yeah. Even to get, to get things. Even trying to get some old games now running on things like Windows 8 or Windows 10 yeah. is a real pain. Yeah. Um, and, and like we've just saying about iPads and stuff, they stop saying, oh, no, you can't have the update for this or yeah. you can no longer play it on this because the device is too old. Yeah. So surely there's a lot of work that goes into it. Something like Batman. That was a probably a quick cash win that you can upgrade the textures fairly easily because mm. they've probably done a lot for uh, Arkham Knight. So that was probably easy and a quick cash win. Mm. But for something that old, I'm presuming there's a lot of work to go into it. Yeah, because if you're going back to the PlayStation 1 then, so you're, you're jumping up, what, three generations um, of architecture, hardware, um, you know, game engines and things like that. Mm. Um, that you're all trying to do um, different ways of different controllers and things like that. Back in the PlayStation, whenever the Spyro probably first came out, I'm not even sure that you know, Spyro, the first game of that trilogy, probably predated the actual analog sticks. Um, potentially, I'm yeah, not sure, probably. I'm not sure on the timelines yeah. there. So you know, um, things like that. I don't know if that was a release title. Um, I know Spyro's old because I saw a picture of what it's going to look like and what it used to look like. Yeah. And yeah, it it's it's shocking, square, blocky stuff. <laughs> um, just having a quick look now, just uh, while because I was on the Insomniac website. Nineteen ninety eight was the first Spyro, so it's three years into PlayStation, PlayStation One. Life. Oh, okay. So it's um, twenty years then um, for the trilogy. That's convenient. 
Uh, oh, apparently uh, it says released in 98, but then it says it was pronounced uh, its PS1 debut in 96. Oh, okay. So I don't know. There's a bit of time traveling there. there going on. <laughs> yeah. So either way, it's 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 bloody old. It is. You yeah. know, it's either twenty years or just over twenty years old, uh, or more. Oh, um, I, I saw a tweet the other day from the band Faithless uh, saying that their first album, Reverence, with Insomnia and Salvamia, oh yeah, uh, came out twenty two years ago. Oh, and I just thought, no. oh, really? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> talk, talk about making you feel old. Yeah. Oh, greasy insomnia. It's all over me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting times. Um, yeah. And, well, for anybody who wants to enjoy those games, I really hope that it turns out well. Um, and, you know, people will buy it. People are excited about it. There is news about it. Um, but there will be an awful lot more new games um, being announced at some stage this year as well for the people who like new and shiny. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do prefer newer games. Um, even if it's like God of War, they've not really remastered them. They've just gone, well, let's just continue the story, but add some new stuff to it, Yeah, I guess. Um, and I think that's the right way to go. Well, the argument is that they did remaster the God of War games. They brought them out as compilations on the PlayStation 3. Oh, as far okay. as I'm, and uh, yeah. they were from the PS2, so yeah, <laughs> even they've been done. Um, yeah. I think even the Vita ones um, got a PlayStation 3 release as well. Right. Uh, yes, it did, Jess, on yeah. the PS4, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's Even during Hollywood and what have you, they just can't help themselves of remaking stories because it's easier to sell, sell a story that people already know than it is to sell a new one. Yeah, just sometimes they're, they're on tricky grounds. At least with games, they are just giving you the same game, but with a new lick of paint on it. Yeah. Whereas in Hollywood, they, they can't do that. So they either oh. upscale it to 4K or they remake it with questionable actors and maybe changing scenes and adding women instead of blokes because that's the new thing to do. Yep. Um, And you just end up with a bit of a cluster, but yeah. Or you could just end up with Gus Van Zandt's Psycho. <laughs> Say no more. Yep. <laughs> okay, that brings this episode to a close then. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do it via email, which is lapsedgamerradio at gmail.com. You can get us on Twitter, which is at lapsedgamer. You can search for us on Podbin under lapsedgamer. You can go to our blog site, which is www.lapsedgamer.com. And that about wraps it up. Spotify. You can also find us on Spotify. Of course you can, yeah. Yeah. You could probably shout it at Alexa and ask her to play something as well. Oh, I've tried it several times. Um, she, she won't do it. Why not? I don't know. I might have to build a skill and give Kodak Moments a run for the money, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll not be doing like a daily podcast. That we'll leave the Kodak Moments guys to that. Yeah. Uh, so yes, that about wraps it up. So thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.